Hello and welcome to Radio Edutalk. This is David Noble in Delgetty Bay, Fife in Scotland and I am delighted to welcome three guests to the show this evening. Uh, we have Colin Patterson, Cara O'Neill and Gabriel Eichstella and we're going to be talking about social pedagogy this evening and in particular a new uh, massive open online course uh, on the subject. So uh, just to start off with, um, maybe first of all Colin and then Cara and, and then Gabriel, could you just give us a, uh, or give the listeners a brief background to uh, your career and your involvement around social pedagogy? Yeah, my name's Colin Patterson. Um, I've worked in residential units in kindergarten, all sorts of places. I'm now the CEO of a larger non-for-profit organisation that provides youth care in uh, Germany, in Berlin, Hamburg, Schleswig-Holstein and uh, Cologne. Social pedagogy for me was actually a core subject that has has basically been me been with me for for all my career. I never really have worked any different way in Germany. It's quite common. So that's maybe a difference to other European countries. I'm Kara O'Neill. Uh, I've worked in social pedagogy the bulk of my career, probably about 20 years, but I um, American, and we do not really acknowledge the same work as social pedagogy. So I wasn't fully aware of what I was working in. I did a lot of residential work um, and a lot of caregiving work in different, uh, we call them group homes in the States. A researcher, I'm doing some research into children's rights, a little more critical pedagogy than social pedagogy, but still in the field and still working towards care of children. Hi, um, I'm Gabriel. I'm part of Thempra Social Pedagogy. Uh, we're a social enterprise here in the UK, and we've been working over the last 10, 11, 12 years uh, with a range of different organizations, mostly children's homes, um, some foster carers and fostering services, um, as well as some family support services uh, to help them better understand what social pedagogy is and how it could kind of enhance, enrich their practice. Um, and yeah, how it relates to what people are already doing, as well as how it can inspire them to, you know, constantly develop what they are doing. Um, my background is um, originally in playbook and uh, children's participation um, and children's rights. Um, so that's where, yeah, where I started off uh, with social pedagogy back in Germany before I came to um, the UK. Um, as part of my studies, and yeah, been yeah, very very impressed with um, the whole range of people here in the UK that that feel like social pedagogy really gives them an opportunity to articulate what they are doing and to really build on that. And Gabriel, if we assume that uh, I know you've been on Edge Talk before, uh, and we did talk a, a lot around social pedagogy, and I know there's been a number of broadcasts on Edge Talk uh, around social pedagogy. But if we maybe just assume for a moment that some of our listeners uh, haven't got a full awareness of, of of what we what we're referring to, could you give listeners a, a a kind of brief introduction to social pedagogy? And um, Karen, Colin, be great if you you know, could maybe come in as well to give us a, a, an idea about your, your own understanding and maybe your own context? Of course. 
So for me, social pedagogy is very much about relationship-centered practice. So relationships are at the heart of everything we do in social pedagogy, which means that, you know, relationships are important in so many different settings where you work with people, whether that's in an education setting or in a social care setting or in a health setting or, yeah, lots of other places. Um, It is essentially about trying to find out what we can do to support people in developing their potential in building on what what inherent um, capacities they have, what skills they have, what interests them. So it's all about trying to create learning opportunities in the everyday. Um, that doesn't we're not talking about sort of formal education in that sense. We're not talking about teaching. We're talking about trying to create situations where it's impossible for people not to learn um, and where we can learn together. So using the relationship to support people in learning um, and where we can actually find ways of enhancing their well-being and giving them an opportunity or giving them a sense of feeling included, really involved in their own lives and in the lives of other people around them so whether that's their community or their family or wider society and i quite like the word empowerment in it because it's not about i or our idea what their well-being might be or whatever it's actually their their assumption of what it is for themselves so it's not about us it's about them I, I agree. I think they, the, both of the gentlemen have said basically the same answer I would have said. For me, a, a key word that I would put for social pedagogy is voice. I strive consistently uh, to work towards amplifying voices, hearing voices, allowing people to have their voice, especially those that tend to be silenced um, in a variety of situations. So for me, it, it really is it's, it's about empowerment um, through listening through voice and through hearing what people need and how they are best helped per their own opinions and, and wants and desires and needs. Now, over the, the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to be hearing about the, the new course that I understand is, is widely available um, to people who uh, are interested or, or may be interested after listening to uh, this evening's show. Um, I should mention that we are actually broadcasting live this evening so if you do have any questions or comments for our guests this evening then you can get in touch in two ways first of all you can email edutalker so that's e-d-u-t-a-l-k-r at the end and that's at hotmail.co.uk or you can pop something up on twitter and just include the hashtag edutalk e-d-u-t-a-l-k uh, and we'll be sure to pass on your comments and questions in real time uh, as the broadcast uh, progresses. Um, so, uh, Gabriel and Colin, wh- where did the the idea come from? Uh, what, what's the need for uh, this massively open online course in social pedagogy? The, the idea basically arose because um, a lot of the work that we've been doing here in the UK um, is is very um, very resource intensive. So we normally offer um, nine day courses in social pedagogy and um, obviously that, that has a real profound learning impact on people. Um, but it's for some professional groups, it's been really challenging to yeah, find nine days um, for, for training. So particularly when it comes to reaching social workers or teachers, they're very busy. They can't find enough time to really go on a nine day course. 
Um, and we also recognize that there's more international kind of interest in social pedagogy. There's other um, places across the globe where um, there might not be a strong tradition in social pedagogy, um, which is why we kind of looked into the opportunity of developing something that is online um, that people have free access to because um, that was really important to us as well. Um, that is a high quality resource that doesn't cost anything for people to, to gain access to. Um, and that it enables people across the globe to connect and to, you know, exchange their perspectives, exchange their ideas. Um, and we were fortunate enough to um, successfully apply for Erasmus Plus funding. Um, so we, we'd found a partnership of um, eight organizations from across six different European countries. Uh, most of them are universities, but like Collins organization, and one or two others, there there are also practice organizations involved with a real sort of practice perspective that they bring bring to the MOOC. Um, yeah, and then we've been working on over the last two years on, you know, meeting up uh, within our teams and developing um, the course and deciding what perspective we wanted to take and piloting um, it with a group of learners, including Cara. Um, and now we're obviously very pleased to to have it available um on coursera for anyone around the globe to join us what i liked about the idea when when gabriel came up with it was actually uh, the idea of of not only sort of telling people now what is social pedagogy about but also in the process of making the whole mooc we were actually going through exactly the same process. We were we were starting to learn from each other. You got an overview. What do the Spanish maybe do better than the Germans? What do the, the, the Germans do worse than the British? And so on. So there was a lot of learning going on. And um, that was actually for us the, 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 the reason or one of the big reasons why we why we joined in was actually that great idea of, of having discussions and, and just learning from each other. And Cara, what, were your, what, were your, what have your experiences been so far in, in terms of, uh, you know, using the technology and maybe a, a kind of fairly new approach to, to learning and indeed actually engaging with the, with the content? Um, I, it's, been, it's been a very good experience for me. The... The technology, I think, is it's very well done. We have in the MOOC videos that, that are available. There are worksheets and projects that you do on your own time in your own way. So there's really a very fine mix of self-learning, learning from others, learning in a variety of, of different ways. There are lectures to listen to and articles to read. So there's a, a really fine, good mix of tactics um, for different types of learners. And I, I found that it, it's a really interesting way to pull the language of social pedagogy together and make a, a great unity of ideas because I, I believe a lot of different countries are using the same sorts of ideas but very different language and methods and this is a beautiful compilation of that so I, I think that's that's been it's been a brilliant experience and so Gabriel, how much of a challenge was that then? You know, Colin's talking about the it kind of opens everybody up to the, the different perspectives. And obviously I know through um, you know, academic journals, etc., that, that social pedagogy continues to develop and it is there there will be contested aspects to it. So uh, was it a case of 
putting in a flavour of all the different kind of angles from different countries, or, or was it was there a particular way to to actually filter or to to agree on um, what kind of content went in? Um, he wouldn't tell you whether it's difficult or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was um, obviously that this kind of project has its challenges just because of its complexities and um, yeah, the the fact that we all understand social pedagogy through our own cultural background. Um, I think I was nonetheless impressed with how well we focused on the commonalities um, and we we are all very well aware that there are differences and that's actually one of the strengths of social pedagogy in my view is that it is culturally really embedded and because different countries have evolved differently have drawn on slightly different social philosophers or educational thinkers social pedagogy is bound to be different it's bound to be unique in each country um and that lends its strength. Um, what we found was, I think, quite a lot of commonalities, uh, which is what we've tried to focus on in the MOOC so that people, no matter in what practice field they might be working in, and no matter what um, you know country they might be coming from, hopefully they'll find something that chimes with them. Um, and I think, yeah. That that was really the beauty to me was that bit that really helped us through some of the challenges was that we actually came up with something that really reflected the diversity of social pedagogy, but did so in a way that didn't feel um, too confusing or anything. It still seemed to really hang together. And the diversity, for instance, comes through in the way that different um, different organizations, different partner organizations have done their videos um, and the way that they've presented things is is quite different, but it always you get you get a flavour of the culture. Yeah, I I think that 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 actually was was one struggle that also social pedagogy has from time to time, and that is finding a balance between structure and actually having just well, or working with the relationship. And I think from time to time we had that struggle and the the, the, the core point is just <clears throat> what do you do with it and and what is the outcome at the end? And I think that um that we worked we worked quite hard in in that um in, in those regards and uh, that I could imagine is is the interesting part about it. And for yourself, Cara, uh, you know you you you've got a, a, a background uh, through uh, one of your through your studying uh, in social pedagogy. But um, from your experience of the MOOC, who would you say uh, would would benefit from uh, actually signing up? Uh, are we talking about? Social workers, teachers, support workers, etc. Residential staff. So I, I sincerely believe all of the above. I'll give you a very quick background. My very beginning university background was in behavioral psychology, um, but I flirted with sociology. I've done work in group homes. I've worked as a caregiver, and I now run a nonprofit for foster carers. We say foster parents in the states, but 
to try to help, again, raise the voice of the children to give, uh, you know, so, some to work towards children's rights, towards these children having a little more say in what they do. So without, with, within all of these fields, I can see a place where I could apply different lessons from the MOOC. And as I was going through the course, I was able to find different points that I thought, oh, I wish I had thought of that or I had learned that. And some I had learned and already knew, but through this variety in my career. So I would absolutely say that the MOOC could be beneficial to a, a huge, huge variety of people. Absolutely teachers, for sure, foster carers, social workers. These are you know, the, the pedagogues of the world by all means. But I think that Honestly, I believe that there are politicians that could benefit from this. I think that the overarching unity taught in the MOOC and, and the way that we're bringing these countries together and showing social pedagogy through this variety of disciplines and methods would be beneficial to a, a, an amazing mass of people. So I would hate to, to try to narrow it down more than that. If you work with people, I think that you would stand to benefit. Just, just to say, my secretaries, they, they, they went into MOOC and they had a look at this and that, and they found it so interesting that they took home with them my um, Coursera uh, um, password and that, and they actually went through the whole thing. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even point out that it needs to be someone that really professional works in social care as a social care worker or a social worker or whatever. It's actually just more an, an, an interesting approach also to life than, than only to any professional work. This is a very fair point. I have an 18 year old son who's very interested in, in politics and, and world political systems. And he was fascinated by the MOOC. I think it's it's one of our hopes to to attract more younger people into considering a career in social pedagogy as well. So now that some degrees, some qualifications have started to emerge in the UK uh, around social pedagogy, we want people to really actively consider this as a career um, and to to recognize that there there's so much that is really rewarding, not just for their professional future, but as Colin and Kara say, you know, for their own personal life as well. And Gabriel, can you just tell listeners how, how this fits in with the, the, the work of your organisation? Um, I'm particularly interested in how listeners would find out both more, more about your, your organisation and other kind of face-to-face -face events that might be available uh, and indeed how to, how to sign up for the MOOC itself. Yeah. So uh, people can sign up uh, for the MOOC on the Coursera website, so www.coursera.org, um, and then just search for social pedagogy um, in in the search box, and you'll find it there. Um, the MOOC is formally um, hosted by the, universe, the Autonomous University of Barcelona, um, who are the Coursera, who are Coursera partners. Um, so that's why you won't find Thempra um, necessarily there. Um, but yeah, you'll you'll see everybody's faces, all of the people that have contributed to them, uh, to the eight sessions um, you can see there. Uh, basically, how it fits in with, with the other work we're doing. So basically, we're, we're hoping that the MOOC kind of gives us both the resource for 
the work that we're usually doing with the organizations around training, uh, team development and strategic kind of capacity building within uh, services by giving by providing yet another kind of method through which people can better understand um, about social pedagogy and through which we can then kind of scale up development so that if we work with a residential service, there isn't just something in there for um, practitioners in children's homes to learn about, um, but actually the MOOC could also be something that's made available um, to the children's social workers, to the children's teachers and, um, and other professionals that are important in, in the lives of those children that they support in those children's homes. Um, and I think it also hopefully gives people an opportunity to then kind of go and consider booking onto an open course uh, with ourselves because um, we do run some open courses as well for individuals um, that want to, for instance, find out more about the diamond model or want to find out, learn more about social pedagogical leadership. Um, as well as for people who might then say, OK, actually, I would like to go on and do a master's in social pedagogical leadership or something else. Um, so I think it just increases the options um, and the amount of learning resources that, that we can offer to people. Um, and as I said, I think the great thing about it is that all the learning resources are available free of charge. Um, if people want to do the whole MOOC, uh, want to complete all of the eight sessions, um, they can then also go on to get a certificate of completion through Coursera at 43 euros. Um, and that certificate is issued by the Autonomous University of Barcelona. So that's quite a quite a nice thing to have in in somebody's portfolio um, in as part of your CPD. Um, I think the other thing as well is that there are quite a lot of organizations that are really interested in social pedagogy and don't often have the financial resources, particularly at this time, to really invest. So for them, this just gives them an opportunity to do something proactive about it. So we've, we've had a few organizations already say that, yeah, we've, we're already planning, um, you know, some sessions where people come together and share their learning from the MOOC. And in between those sessions, people will kind of be doing the next couple of um, MOOC sessions or where people get together to watch some of the videos, um, you know, in a small group and then discuss them. So I think that's where the MOOC also offers opportunities for people to connect their individual virtual learning with, um, you know, something that is a bit more about the team that they work in learning together and applying the ideas and anything that might inspire them from the online course straight into their practice. And Cara, does that uh, chime with your experience uh, in terms of actually using the, the online resources and then, and then bringing it into uh, kind of collegiate conversations or within the workplace or within the university? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that completely jives with my experiences. Um, we had, I, I told you a minute ago, my 18-year-old son was, Really interesting. We actually had a lot of interesting conversations in my family, uh, not just collegiate conversations. It really is something that you would sit and watch and, and it would be excellent in a workforce uh, to kind of unify the workforce um, and, and solidify where you're coming from. But it's also just very an interesting conversation starter. Every video is, is a new experience and something new to discuss. So, you no, know, that's, I think, spot on. 
And just finally, with, with yourself, Colin, um, kind of any final thoughts about where uh, where organisations, individuals might go next with this this kind of approach to to learning? Well, for for one thing, I. I I believe that we'll see in the next few years that that this this e-learning will 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 take off from here, and I think we in the in the social sector are, are quite quite actually slow at, at using stuff like that, and it makes it just makes distances far shorter, and with shorter distances, we'll see. But hopefully, <clears throat> in what we call Europe. Um, we'll see that that um, we can benefit fit from each other if if we use stuff like that to 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 see what's going on, um, uh, maybe even uh, outside of Europe uh, in April and May. <laughs> yeah, just to give you an example, we we ran this webinar about the MOOC um, two weeks ago, and we had participants in there from Australia. Um, who are so excited about social pedagogy, um, particularly around sort of its potential for for play groups there, so for, for parent-toddler groups. We had someone from Mexico joining us who is doing um, some research about circuses and circus pedagogy, um, and someone from North America and someone from Germany and lots of different places. And we were able to kind of just within that hour or so make those connections between, oh, actually, we know about a really great circus project in Germany. Should we put you in touch and things like that? So, you know, just the the opportunities to connect people across the world um, are just just phenomenal. You wouldn't be able to do quite the same, yeah, if you had to physically bring people together all the time. It's not to replace those kinds of physical face-to-face meetings, um, and to, to come back to, to that question, um, there are several events that we're, we're running. Um, so as a, as a project, we're, we're um, organizing an international conference hosted at, uh, at, the, at Ghent University um, in May, uh, which looks at social pedagogy a bit more strategically as a perspective um, to help address some of the social pressures and challenges for social professions. Um, and we're also here in the UK offering um, SPDN events um, for, for people where they can come along to an event um, free of charge um, to learn more about social pedagogy and to connect with other people who have been developing social pedagogy uh, for some time in their own organizations. So the idea is very much to kind of yeah make sure that we've got vibrant communities um, interested and actively developing social pedagogy in the UK, both physically and obviously virtually through opportunities like the MOOC. You're right, Gabriel. It it cannot replace face-to-face, but I would say it's always a kickoff point, and from there yeah. you can take it on. Yeah. And Gabriel, the SPDN, that's the Social Pedagogy Development Network, yeah? That's right, yeah. Well, can I call in Gabriel, thank you so much for taking time out this evening to, to talk about this uh, fascinating development. Uh, having been to many of Thempra's events and involved with the, the SP, 
development network as well. Uh, I can certainly say that uh, it's well worth getting into, and you know whether it's my own setting of a, a residential school or, or as you say, anyone that's involved in the, the social professions and working with uh, whether it's young adults, ch- uh, children, etc. Um, I'm sure this is a, a worthwhile resource and one that's one that should be engaged with. So I wish you all the very very best with it, and uh, thank you, Cara, for recounting your your own experiences of taking part in the MOOC, um, and we would like to extend the invitation for you. Uh, each of you to, to join us again in Radio EduTalk uh, in the future. Well, thank you. Thanks very much, David.